Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann and the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. We're in the food space today. It's like prepared food, but even better. Like It's like this blend of technology and food and entrepreneurship. I can't even wait. It's, it's so unique, but so cool and really links to one of the, the top trends in retail today around live streaming and then bringing that into e-commerce. So on the podcast today is Alejandro Orapesa. He is the co-founder of Flavors. So great to have you here, Alejandro. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Super excited to be here and, and speak to you guys, Justin. Thanks I'm, for having me. I, I was really looking forward to today um, for so many reasons. We were talking um, just before we hit record, just uh, you know what you're doing is so unique in the industry, but it's so timely with what's happening with technology in this space. And so I've got a million questions for you. Um, for those who don't know, Alejandro has got an amazing background in CBG and tech. And that's come to life here in his product um, and service. So let's do this. How about share a little bit about your background, Alejandro? Give them some of those, your your experience in the industry as well as technology, and then we'll yeah. get to how you launched the business. Definitely. Well, um, I guess, you know, the, the story is a very personal story for me. I, uh, I love food. Uh, I started cooking when I was seven years old. Uh, I'm originally from Mexico City and grew up in a family of restaurants and chefs. And so food is not something that came to me when I was 30. It's something that has been, you know, both in my blood and in my heart since I'm very young. Um, and so food was kind of where it all started. Started cooking very young, went to culinary school uh, in France when I was 18, uh, worked in the family business uh, in my kind of early 20s, and then left food professionally to go into CPG, like you said. So I was a, I was a, first an intern and then a brand manager for Procter & Gamble. Procter & Gamble, uh, yeah. Great kind of initial, yeah, I mean, it's very old school, but in my view, still one of the best kind of like business educations that you can get. Um, and so it was great. I mean, I, I learned a lot about like, consumer behavior, about how to create and, and deliver great stories, advertising, about how to run a team. And so that was that was a great initial experience. But then I was lucky to um, go to Google, uh, where I worked uh, across Google and YouTube for about nine years. Um, and really like a, a whirlwind of a journey. I know your audience kind of listens in from a bunch of different places around the world. Uh, in my case, I was lucky to work for Google across Latin America, Europe, uh, and the US. Uh, so lived in Mexico City, uh, New York, London, and San Francisco. Uh, and, and it was it was a phenomenal experience. I think those those three things really are kind of the conducting thread of my life, food content uh, and technology. And, and they manifest really well into flavors, which is which is the product and the business that we're building where you can basically watch content from the world's best chefs, content creators, publishers, etc. And then shop everything that you see and shop everything that you see means you watch a video of a great recipe. You're able to get the ingredients delivered on Instacart. It means uh, you can cook with what you see on the screen. And in the future, it basically means you watch something delicious and you can put it in your belly really quickly. And so, uh, yeah, happy happy to go into detail of why and how we started. But that's that's a long story short. Yeah, it's so cool. Uh, for those that haven't downloaded the app, it's Flavors Without an O. So F-L-A-V-R. S. Um, so cool. It, it kind of reminds me of live streaming, which is just on fire right now in Asia pack and really coming into the Americas. Um, because live streaming, you know, you, you kind of you're watching and shopping and can you can buy immediately, right? Um, and so okay. So you're you'd say watch shop eat, um, your background perfect max or mix and match of CPG and tech, and then your love food. So how did you decide you were gonna launch a business in this space? Because what you were doing before wasn't exactly this, right? So how did this idea come about? 
Yeah, so my, my latest stint at YouTube was actually being the, the global head of marketing for creators. Um, and so I, I got to really see firsthand the value that content creators bring to these large platforms. And, and that was a phenomenal kind of period in my life. But what was very kind of evident to me, and, and you referenced it a little bit, is live streaming, uh, you know, social commerce, whatever buzzword we want to use. But the notion that people want to go from free to action in a single step is something that in Asia has really taken off. Uh, there's a bunch of established companies doing that really well. So our inspiration uh, comes from APAC more than other places. Absolutely. Uh, where some of these nascent experiences are really like consolidated. And we were really lucky that early in our journey, we uh, we partnered with Andreessen Horowitz and specifically Connie Chan, who's a general partner there, uh, who has been writing about what she calls shop attainment. So that intersection of entertainment turns shopping. Now, what's really unique about food, and this is really less buzzword and industry trend and more fundamental human reality is since you were a hunter-gatherer, right, you you used to go and kind of like see a hog, see an apple, and you got hungry. If you go to a farmer's market today and you speak to a vendor, you see the produce and you get hungry. If you walk by, you know, a great street stall or street cart, you see the food and you get hungry. And so Flavors is less about the industry trend and more about the core fundamental kind of user behavior of watching something delicious that causing you to get hungry and then wanting to do something about it. So so that's why we started it. I mean, it fits in nicely to a broader industry thesis, which is why, you know, we are thankfully supported by great investors and have a great team. But but it is really about this more fundamental human truth that we keep hearing from our users where they come in, they watch these great videos, they get really hungry. Sure. And they're like, wow, this is great. I want to do something about it. I love and it. This was happening with Julia Child, you know, years ago, uh, right. where people were watching her show and wanted to do something about right. it. We, we built this experience on a mobile device so that you can actually do that seamlessly. Amazing. Uh, and yet, I, for those who don't, I don't download the app, it's so simple. Once you set up your account, like you're immediately watching and you can and curate different types of products. I'm actually watching here this product called Smash Burgers, and it, it's basically showing me how to do how to take ingredients and it gives you the full list and the instructions and you get to watch like how it's prepared and you can then do it yourself and then buy all the products it's really cool and like it's instant checkout and whatnot so here's the question Alejandro. so you got the idea interesting idea but how did you decide content first versus going after people to actually use the app and then what about the product piece like the actual things that are in the the actual product that have to be delivered talk about I mean, how you got to have all those things come together how do you start with that yeah definitely so i mean look uh, this is effectively a, a two if not three-sided marketplace so it's definitely not an easy idea we we didn't start with this idea because it was easy we started with this idea because we thought there was something really unique that we could create for people who love food and so um, we we care about a couple of things. So content and specifically content creators and chefs, the people who create and shape culture in food are fundamental to our business, right? So we, on day one, before we wrote the first line of code, had already been working with content creators in the food space with flavors to try to understand what their needs were and how we could build a platform with them, right? Not just as a secondary thought, like big companies often do where they're like, oh, I want to do influencer marketing, call a couple of influencers. This was different. We were partnering with some of the successful creators before we even had the app, right? So Got it. content creators are a big deal. Chefs are a big deal. The people who produce content are a big deal. Of course, technology in a technology company is a big deal. So we are thankful to have a phenomenal team of, of builders that have worked for you know Uber Eats, um, Facebook, Apple, Google, um, YouTube, some, some of the smartest people in the industry who love food, building the technology that is necessary to power that experience. And of course, I don't think consumers kind of think about like content and product and UI. Like those are, those are, 
internal kind of jargon terms for people who are building. But in reality, what people want is is an enjoyable, yummy, delicious experience that makes them happy, that makes them hungry, where they can interact with other humans in a way that's more interesting, more exciting than other places. And so that's that's what we're building, right? We, I guess to your question, like, where do you start? Well, we had to start from a couple of places concurrently. We had to start with great content, which totally. is what drives you know, great eyeballs into the app and users into the app because it's a content platform. We had to start with a great uh, retail partner. Uh, Instacart was our, our first retail yep. partner um, for, for nationwide delivery. Well, actually across the US and Canada. Um, and we had to start with a great uh, technology product and a great team and a great UI. Those were concurrently being built. Uh, definitely not easy. Uh, right. A lot of long nights. Uh, but with a with a phenomenal team, there's a lot you can achieve uh, when when a very small group of very smart people are very motivated to make a dent into something. And, and we've been very fortunate to have a great team uh, help us build this. Okay, and then um, diving even deeper on the con, let's start with the content side. So when you have the smash burger, like the example I have here, um, like mm -hmm. and this video is created. Who creates the video? Is it you all? And then. Um, like who decides the ingredients and make sure they're like available for purchase. You know what I mean? Like you, Definitely. you know what I'm saying? Like, cause then it's gotta, you gotta be able to execute the grocery list. Right. Yeah. So a couple of things. So a smash burger recipe you're actually watching, interestingly enough, is yeah. from Andrew Ray, also okay. known as binging with Babish. Huh? Uh, one of the so most funny. successful creators in the food space. Uh, I believe he's the biggest content creator on YouTube, one of the biggest ever. Um, and he's an early partner on the app. So he, you know, he's been creating great content across platforms for quite a while, has a huge following and, and is an early partner in the business. And, sure. um, you know, the, the content creators and the chefs already know how to create this great content. So we are we are not in the business of producing the content ourselves. We are Got in the it. business of producing the technology and the app that empowers them to find a more engaged audience through flavor. So creators bring the content. We bring the technology and the connection that allows the user to go from watching the great video that they can watch from Eric Repair, bringing with Babish, everything delicious, some of the most phenomenal creators and chefs out there, sure. and, then, and then shop it. And so that's that's kind of our intersection really is building the connective tissue between the great video that these content creators have and real world experiences uh, like i said right now instacart but many more to come sure. in the real world no instacart's a great partner um very and and very available and so for uh, i'm to keep playing with this example just so that our audience understands it so like what's interesting is you're watching the video you can and and if you click on this simple button it shows you all the ingredients like bread flour and potato flakes etc and then also also has the steps here. So does the content creator provide all of that too? Correct. Yeah. So content creators, uh, and, and this is something that I would just call out as, as really different, right? So a lot of content creators out there are creating what looks like food content, but it's, it's more gimmicky entertainment content. Our content creators are real culinarians. They are actually producing the recipes when they cook them. They share right. with our audience the way and the steps and the ingredients to actually replicate. So what's beautiful about this is if you tap the little recipe icon there on the top yeah. right, you go behind the scenes and you get what we call structured data, which is just a fancy way of saying ingredients, <laughs> the bill of materials. Steps. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. And, and, and if you want to try something cool, just hit hit the um, the um, portion size there because it's not text and it's data. You can up and down recipes, whether you're cooking for you and your oh. partner or for oh, a full that's family so or for cool. a party. Okay, so let yeah, me explain so you, you to the. You can basically do that, and it's yeah. very. Yeah. Okay, let me explain to our audience. So in the app, so you guys got to download this. This is like a no brainer. It'll be up and running in like twenty seconds. Um, and so when you're in the when you're in the ingredients 
tab, we'll call it that, you can up and down the number of people. So like on the Smashburger, if I was like, I'm going to make it for 10 people, it it updates all the ingredients to what you need to make Smashburgers for 10 people. So yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. Amazing. Well, thank um, you. Okay, so <laughs> how did you get awareness going? You're in this two, two years, two and a half years now. Like, how did you get people to even come know, hey, we got an app over here. There's a lot of apps, but we got a really good one. Like, how did you get build awareness and, and trial? Yeah, so, I mean, look, uh, we, it, it keeps coming back to creators because creators are and chefs are at the heart of what we're building, right? So when you think about these amazing creators, they already have large audiences. People love their content and they have these fan bases around the world often that just love to watch their stuff. And so one of the primary ways in which the app has grown organically has been by partnering with content creators who promote the app to their users, who are uploading their content on Got the it. app, who love the app. And so that is kind of one of the ways that that we've seen uh, success with the organic acquisition side of this is through content. So I guess you could call that influencer marketing, sure. you know, creator promotion, whatever. But that that part has been big. And then the press has been really good as well. So we, you I know, noticed. Good Morning America, <laughs> Forbes, Bloomberg, a lot of good stuff. Yeah. There's there's one that I actually love and have uh, pasted on a, on a sticker in my laptop that says uh, flavors is a one stop shop sort of the culinary obsessions of foodies, uh, which is Bloomberg. Oh, yeah. I love uh, that. And, and yeah, so that, that combination has been has been good. And I think importantly, people are sharing it with their friends, right? So sure. so people who love food often know other people who love food. And, and so they're sharing that organically with other people they love. And and often, I mean, one, I'll give you an experience that we had just in 30 seconds is we spoke to one of our users, which we do every week. Um, and he said to us, the reason I keep flavors on my home screen is because I have found a way to reconnect with my mother by cooking together on the Flavors app. We've kind oh, of rebuilt our relationship. How by cool is that? Sharing this experience together. And That's so I keep cool. that at home because it's really connected me to, to somebody I really love. And so for us, connecting the world, connecting people through food is is what we're all about, is that human experience that is built when you cook or share or, or eat with someone. That's so cool. Um, okay. Our listeners probably going, okay, cool. sounds great. I'm in. I'm going to download, try it out, check it out. What about the revenue model? Like, how do you make money? How does the business make money? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. So, look, in, in the early days of any of these like social consumer apps, the focus is to build the best user experience. Uh, but as you can imagine, uh, you know, with commerce being at play, uh, there's a bunch of fun ways in which you can monetize. So, you can monetize downstream driving people to, to commerce experiences, et cetera. It's still very early in the life stage of the company. The app launched uh, five months ago. Uh, and so it's early, but we're already looking at a, a bunch of interesting ways to to monetize and, and turn this into, a, into an appealing place uh, for, for these businesses to grow. Importantly, though, we want to make sure that that doesn't erode the quality of the, the user experience, experience right? Exactly. So nothing sucks more, more than ads, right? We I, I've never met anyone who's like, oh, wow, I'm super excited <laughs> I'm so that I saw that there was more Bullion ads. Cube ad. Yeah, so, so what we're doing Cube. really is building an experience, yeah. It's, it's really an experience that can be monetized in a way that that provides value to the user and to the creator and to the brand, but not not to the detriment of the user, which is, I think, historically how a lot of this has been built. We don't we don't want to do that. And I love that. Um, because you're right. It's all about the experience and then the quality of the product. Right. Um, talk yeah. about I, I saw in when I read out your bio co-founder. Talk, talk about how you think about working with others. How did you launch the business? Did you launch with another founder or, or pick one up over time? What did that look like? Absolutely. So I think, you know, I'm the one that gets the honor of, of being on the podcast with you. But uh, we uh, started the company, Francois and I. Francois is my co-founder and CTO, uh, who has been in the business since day one. A phenomenal builder, was uh, an early engineer at Google on the shopping teams, knows that space really well, was at Plaid, the fintech company. 
Um, and our story is kind of a funny, almost stereotypical story of meeting in San Francisco, uh, co-founder dating for a while, exchanging ideas, uh, going and having very late coffees and weekends to try to get to know each other and, and start to work together. Francois has been instrumental in, in building this phenomenal business uh, and, and also in helping us drive the culture. And we've been lucky to also uh, find great people uh, who had great experience building technology products or working with content creators, but had a very specific passion for food. So we have you know, the founding designer of Uber Eats. We have people who are early at uh, Apple, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Um, and so folks that had a passion for technology and content, but had a very specific passion for food. And so my biggest advice to any entrepreneur is surround yourself with people who are smarter than you uh, and people who have low egos, right? Because it's going to be a, I mean, you, you want the really smart people, but you want the smart people that you can work with, that can collaborate, that can help you build a beautiful culture. I am the luckiest founder alive that I have this team of awesome people that are helping us not just build a great company, but build a great culture where more people want to be part of the company. Sure. That would be my number one piece of advice is get a great co-founder, particularly one like Francois and me, who is complementary in terms of skill sets, and then try to recruit the smartest, most humble people you can find. And if they are you know, particularly passionate about the space that you're building in, the quality of their ideas will be much higher because they care right? They're not just trying to chase a quick buck. They actually Absolutely. love what you're doing. And that has, we, we've been lucky that that's been the case with our team is, is a bunch of very smart, very humble, and very motivated people who love food. Man, that, that is such, so well said and so important that um, I'm building any business, quite frankly. Um, yeah. Anything not work? It's early days. You said you, you get feedback weekly from your members or your users. What, I don't know how you called it. Um, anything that you're like, yeah, that didn't work. Or <laughs> we tried that yeah, and I that mean, didn't look, go so well. <laughs> I mean, look, kind of fa fast prototyping and iteration right. uh, is something that you have to do in early stage consumer tech startups, right? So there's a ton of things that haven't worked in terms of features that we've like tried and thrown away quickly. But I think what, what I would almost focus on more is the kind of what we've learned in terms of attitudes and behaviors beyond sure. the actual product launches to be specific, like things where, you know, you have to be passionate, you have to do something that you love. You have to be resilient and, and never give up because it's going to be hard. Most founders don't admit externally how hard it was to reach that round, how hard sure. it was to hire the first engineer, how hard it was to, you know, make it work after the long weekend and the long night when you're exhausted. So I, I would say like what, you know, what hasn't worked? Well, we tried a bunch of ideas and we kind of like sequentially tried and threw out a lot of stuff that, that wasn't necessarily working. And we landed in a place today where there are more things that are working. Um, over time, we will continue to build stuff uh, with user feedback that that continues to work. Um, but I, I would say, especially because I know your audience is more the builder and the entrepreneur than the user, my, my learning and, and I would say the stuff that has worked is, like I said, passion. So, so really trying to build and do something that you love because the road is hard and people don't tell you that, but it is very totally. hard to start a company. Um, resilience, which ties into that, right? Like every time you want to give up, you have to find a little bit of extra gas in the tank. You have to find that motivation. You have to keep going. Focus, learning to say no. Uh, it's very easy to say yes to everything because everything can be exciting when you're passionate, but you right. have to say no to a lot of stuff to do to do things well. Team element, we were talking about before, like yep. genuinely working hard to hire the smartest, most humble people that you can. Uh, don't be afraid to hire people who are smarter than you. I think that, that's been said many times, but it's true. Um, and, and I think one thing we actually personally really care about is, is diversity in the people that we bring on board, both as employees and as creators and, and of course, users into the app. Um, try to get as many diverse and different viewpoints in the room as possible. 
um, to ensure that you're building for everyone and that you're creating an experience that that is not just even though we are based in San Francisco, we're not building for San Francisco, right? Like right. we are building for a whole planet of people totally. who, who love come food. from different <laughs> backgrounds. Feel and and food that that's kind of the beauty of food, right? Like food transcends cultures and politics totally. and that's problems sure. and, 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 and 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 as we've even said, like family, you know, p- past family issues, like you have a great meal with somebody you love and all of a sudden things are better. And so that's really what we're working on is bringing that experience of diversity and variety in the food space to Got people it. in a way that's unique and different because they can not just watch it and, you know, watch the video and enjoy it and get hungry, but actually do something about it and connecting that to the real world. We really care about taking folks back to the experience of the real world versus just their screen. Right. Flavors is a place where they come in, they watch stuff, but they, the ultimate goal is not to keep them on the app forever. The ultimate goal is to take them into the kitchen to get them to order something, to get them to actually eat. Uh, if they just wanted to look at their screen forever, there's other places that you can do that. Right, uh, plenty. We actually want to be a place where <laughs> right. we, we take you, I mean, we take you from the screen to, to the food. That's that's what we're about. I love it. Real food, not just not just the content. Yeah, like I keep refreshing and new videos come up. The Bourbon Street chicken and shrimp looks really good. Um, how do you ensure the quality of these videos? All of them are so good. Like, do you provide like a framework for this, or do the, you know these creators? Like, how do they? How is it so consistently good? Thank you. Well, thank you for that. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, like, I guess it's, it's, if you told everyone to create a video, if I had ten people in the room, they'd all do it differently, and it probably wouldn't be as good as like everyone. You know what I mean? Like, how are these all so consistently good? Yeah. So. I- I think it's it's funny because we keep referencing back the same point, but it is true. Uh, content creators, chefs, the people that we work with, this is their whole lives, right? So, so they sure. are they are dedicated to understanding their audience, to creating good stuff. And so we work currently. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you more of how it works, but like we we work with both the very established and the fun, interesting, up and coming creators who are blowing up. Um, and so. <laughs> Right. Uh, in the in the in the current form of the app, uh, we're kind of like whitelist basis. If creators want to get in touch, the place to do that is flavors.com forward slash creators. Um, and and we can uh, and have you know recruited a bunch of great content creators. That that's why the quality is so high is because the people who are there are are some of the most amazing creatives and culinarians out there that are like sharing you know their content with the app and, I love and it. our users so cool um and like i said timely relevant interesting engaging like i i love to make food i'm not a foodie like i love food but i'm not like a you know i'm not an expert mm-hmm. in all these areas but i just in spending time uh, preparing for today and, and looking at all the different like i say recipes but creations is probably a better word it's so cool and interesting um so exciting okay um thanks yeah so where can our audience find you connect with you learn more engage try things out etc yeah so the the easiest thing to do is go on the app store and search for flavors f-l-a-v-r-s get the app try the app Uh, we love to connect with early users and so once you're in the app uh, you're probably getting an email from us saying you know tell us what you think and you actually you know talk to the founders talk to the engineers talk to the team that are building this give us your feedback um and then uh, on the website as well there are places where you can get in touch um so yes we're we're always looking for both more passionate users to give us great ideas uh, to share their experience content creators to bring new content and and potential partners in all 
walks of life across commerce, content, and a bunch of other things. So um, yeah, I'm very excited uh, about connecting with more folks in your audience. I love it, man. So great having you here. You're still, it's it's funny, you know, I always love to tell people like early days, like you're two and a half years in, but it's still early days and you've got so much runway and stretch in front of you with this um, and your brand. I can't wait to see where it goes and um, just so appreciate you taking time to be here with us today and share some of your stories. You got to come back on um, down the road as you continue to grow and Thank have, you. have more to share. Alejandro, so great to have you on the podcast. It was, it was a pleasure, Justin. Thank you. And thanks to your audience for tuning in. The Contender Cast is powered by Contender Brands and is the top global consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast. You can find additional Contender Cast episodes on worldwide podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.